Like most people, I'm assuming, I have in my possession a number of watches designed to suit the dress code and the particular occasion. I'm almost ashamed to admit this, but at least four of those watches are non-functional. In fact, they have been this way for the past six months. Why? Simple. They all need new batteries. Want to hear something that's even more pathetic? I have been wearing these watches, even though they serve no other function at this point in time, but simply to match my outfits. In the moments I attempt to establish a time of day, marked by the customary lifting of the hand to take a cursory glance at my timepiece, I am reminded that those fine instruments currently serve no other purpose but to look pretty. Right in those moments, I always get annoyed, and I make the firm promise to myself that I will make the trip to the nearest Sears store to have all four watches fitted with new batteries. My resolution in that moment to complete this simple task has always been firm and passionate. And yet, six months later, I am still no closer to doing what I need to do. What is it going to take for me to take that trip to the repair store? I have been asking myself the same question for the past six months. Procrastination by far is probably the most potent threat to success. What makes one procrastinate? Well, two rationales have been presented that seem to hold some weight. There is the idea of being a perfectionist. And the pressure that comes from performance and ensuring that you are executing that task with all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. You simply have to get this thing, whatever this thing is, done so perfectly that it's hard to even start. Sounds a little crazy, but I can relate. The second rationale suggests that people procrastinate because they lack the confidence to do what needs to get done. With that lack of confidence comes the fear of failure. Now, if you find yourself falling into either of these categories, the good news is that you now know what's causing you to drag your feet. The subsequent question then is, what are you going to do about it? But since we're talking about procrastination, that might further exasperate your current conundrum. What are you going to do about what you have not been doing when you have not been doing what you need to do to get done because you're dragging your feet? Interesting dilemma, isn't it? Welcome one and all to this latest segment from the Building According to Pattern podcast series. I am your host, Georgia A. Bryce, hoping that all is well in your world. After a short break, I am back in the thick of things, juggling A number of things, number of responsibilities, work, school, business, ministry, life, and the list seems almost endless, but somehow, by the grace of God, I'm managing to pull it off. Greetings to those of you who have been on the bandwagon from the early days when this podcast series emerged in September of 2013. Hope you have been challenged and blessed in some way since you first tuned in. And for those of you who have been listening, you're just tuning in for the very first time, warmest greetings to you. I'd like to say you have tuned into the baddest podcast on the planet. It's informative, 
thought-provoking, and challenging. And if you don't believe me, stick around to the end of this segment to discover the truths for yourself and then mosey on over to the archived messages on my podcast page. There I can guarantee you will find at least one segment that speaks directly to your current disposition. Whether you're looking for directions, instructions, confirmation, or just a word of encouragement, there is a message that is tailored just for you. That podcast page address is batplc.podbean.com. Now here's a question for you. What's holding you hostage? What is it that you've been fitting to do, but just have not gotten around to getting it done? More important than the what is the why. Why haven't you started what you've been meaning to start? Why did you start but stopped in the middle of the process? Why haven't you resumed where you left off and why are you still making excuses? In addition to what the theorists have deduced to be the primary reasons for individuals procrastinating, I have identified a number of other factors that could contribute to your static and possibly stagnant state of being. If you're smart enough, and I know you are, you are going to identify one common theme as I go through this list that is undeniable. I believe the number one reason while we're held hostage, is slothfulness or just plain old laziness. You are being held hostage because you simply refuse to move. If it hasn't been done, it likely will not get done until you decide to get up off your bum and do something about it. Now in our manual for living, for those of you who don't know why that is, that is the word of God. It puts it so eloquently in Proverbs 19, verse 24. This is what it says. Some people dig a fork into the pie, but are too lazy to raise it to their mouth. Some people are so lazy, they would rather starve because it takes too much effort to feed themselves. Nothing destroys passion and purpose like laziness. According to Proverbs 24, verse 30, This is the end result from living a slothful or lazy life. One day I walked by the field of an old lazy bones and then passed the vineyard of a lout. They were overgrown with weeds, thick with thistles, all the fences broken down. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon and I listened. A nap here? A nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life with poverty as your permanent host guest. Ouch. The second reason why I think we're being held hostage from time to time is a lack of discipline or self-control. If you're ever going to get things done, if you're ever going to make progress in your life and in this life, if you are to achieve anything of value or consequence, you are going to have to make this trade a a pillar of your life. 
Proverbs 25 verse 28 says this. He who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Or a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Can you imagine living in a house that neither has doors nor windows? How safe would you feel being there? Anything or anyone has access to come in and out of that kind of life and to take from it as they desire. There are no boundaries or barriers. How can real progress be made in such a state? Number three, you are spread too thin. You simply have too many things going on all at once and your life is more of a juggling act. In this state of being, it is impossible to get anything of consequence completed. And I often fall into this trap. I'm guilty. Always seem to be taking on more than I can handle. And then I get into a place of being stuck. Sometimes I want to move. I know what I need to do to get from point A to point B. But I'm simply too bogged down or overwhelmed. And I lack the energy needed to make any real progress. In moments like this, I always recall the account of Jesus as he was visiting with his friends, Martha and Mary. As Martha was busy in the kitchen preparing the meal for her guest, she complained to Jesus that he should have Mary come and lend her a hand. But his response to her was that only one thing was of importance right at that moment, and Mary had chosen to take part of that thing. One or maybe a few things are really of importance right now in your life, right in this moment. Your responsibility is to find out what that one thing or what those few things are and then get the ball rolling in those directions. Number four, lack of vision or having no focus. Now, it doesn't get any simpler than this. If you have no idea where you want to go, how will you know when you have arrived? The manual in Proverbs 28 verse 9, 29 verse 18 says this. Where there is no vision from God, the people run wild, cast off restraints, or stumble over themselves. Having a vision or a picture of where you want to arrive at sometime from now is likely your greatest ally in getting you to move. If you're being held hostage, not going anywhere and not getting anything of consequence done, it is highly likely that you need to have your vision checked. Number five, you are in the wrong environment. Now, I, have, I may have said this a million times, but it certainly bears repeating. Environment is everything. The wrong environment has the potential to destroy you, to hinder your growth and development, and to prevent the right stuff from getting to you. If a seed is kept back from the right environment, it will never grow, no matter how healthy it is and no matter how much potential it has locked up on the inside. Have you assessed your environments lately? Are you with the right people, in the right place, doing the right things? In Psalms chapter 1, it states this, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, 
their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually ponders and studies by day and by night. This person shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Number six, lack of integrity or character. Integrity is a personal choice, an uncompromising and predictably consistent commitment to honor moral, ethical, spiritual, and artistic values and principles. When that commitment is lacking or is weak, others will avoid interfacing with you. It then becomes difficult to get many things done or to achieve anything of consequence in the absence of well-defined and meaningful relationships. In essence, if you lack integrity, you could very quickly become your own worst enemy. Our manual for living has a lot to say on the issue of integrity, but for the sake of time, let's consider Psalms 84 verse 11. This is what it says. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows or presents grace and favor and future honor, splendor and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly or who live with integrity. There is no stopping a person of character. Number seven, not willing to pay the price. To transition from point A to point B, to achieve anything of significance in your life, it is going to cost you something. What are you willing to sacrifice to make your dreams a reality? Now, on average, each 20 to 25 minutes podcast segment demands four to five hours of my time, energy, devotion, and commitment. As I'm preparing this segment, it is now 4.08 in the morning. I started preparing earlier on, and I slept for a few hours, and now I'm back at it. If I'm going to give you quality information that is detailed and consistent with the brand that I represent, I don't have a choice. Luke 14, verse 28 to 30, emphasizes this important truth. Is there anyone here who planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you'll know if you can complete it. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. If you're not prepared to sacrifice, you're not prepared to live successfully. Number eight. You have not yet discovered your purpose, the original reason for your life. Now, I recalled my high school principal making this simple statement years. And when I say years, I mean years ago. A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. 
What is the value of having such a majestic structure as the Titanic that was designed solely for the purpose of traversing the expansive oceans if it was going to remain docked forever? I believe that after some time, the excitement of looking at this ship every day would have eroded and the question would have been asked, but does it sail? What can you do? Are you doing all that you were designed to do? Are you becoming the man or woman that your master manufacturer created you to be? Are we seeing and experiencing the very best of you? And if not, why not? What is preventing you? What exactly is holding you hostage? Though there are several other factors that I believe often work to hinder us from making the moves that we dream of making and know that we're capable of accomplishing, I'd like to end with this very salient and sobering truth. If you do not know who you are, if you've never truly discovered the real you, and if your identity remains undefined, almost nebulous, you can never begin to truly express your essence. If you do not believe that you are made a mirror image of your master, designer, and manufacturer, the Lord God, and that you've been blessed with something of value and significance to contribute to the world, to your generation, the only evidence of your existence on earth will one day be a tombstone in the cemetery. You would have lived and died never knowing who you really are and robbing the rest of us from experiencing the gifts, talents, abilities, and passions you came fully packaged with to share. You would have lived your life trying to be everybody else except yourself. Your identity is not defined by another human being, by society, by culture, by politics, and it is not even defined by what you feel or what you even think of yourself. God gave you your identity. You are your own brand. The quicker you realize this, the sooner you will begin to assert yourself and the easier it will become to free yourself from the things and the thoughts and the people that work over time to suppress the real you. Remember when I mentioned that with all the factors I would present that there is one common thread? Have you discovered what it is? The answer is you. You are the common denominator. The truth of the matter is that you are the only person that is capable of holding yourself hostage. Those circumstances may arise and plans for arriving at your expected end might have to be adjusted along the way. The biggest threat to making it into your destiny is the person staring back at you in the mirror. What is holding you hostage? Let me leave you with one final instruction from your manual for living. Make this your takeaway thought. Even if you don't remember anything else I say, use this one thought to drive you into taking the actions or steps you need to take to free you from the issues or circumstances that are working to make you impotent or powerless. It is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. And this is what it says. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. 
Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants for you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Let us pray. Father, as always, we come before you in humility and with thanksgiving. We're grateful to you that you are mindful of us, that your plans for us involves prosperity and good success. We were made fearfully and wonderfully, and we were given the power to excel and achieve great things because we were created in your image and given your nature. Forgive us for being slothful, for not being people of integrity, for not wanting to make the sacrifice to do what is needed to produce the fruits that you've given us the capacity to manifest, and for not placing ourselves in the kind of environments that will maximize our potentials. Help us to find our purpose for being here in the earth and help us to secure our identities in you. We present our bodies and our entire beings to you today. Make us whole. Make us new. Free our minds from the past and help us to run into our destinies. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Now I know it's tough holding yourself accountable, but it is absolutely necessary. Only you know where you are right now, right at this moment in your life, whether you're making headway or whether you're living a life of mediocrity. Only you can truly say what are the reasons for you not being where you need to be or even where you want to be and what it will take for you to make that shift. Now, it's going to demand honesty. And that is a very tough proposition for many people. I am committed to doing whatever it takes to push me forward into my destiny. So why not commit with me? Why not let's do this thing together? Thank you again for tuning into this segment of the Building According to Pattern podcast series. I absolutely value your time and your support. And my prayer is always that at each time you make the decision to sacrifice 20 to 30 minutes of your time, to listen into one of these segments, you will gain some new insight that is invaluable. Please feel free to visit the podcast page to listen to the list of archived messages available from as far back as September of 2013. Again, that address is batplc.podbean.com. Alternately, and what I would certainly love for you to do is to visit the website where you can also access all the podcast segments by simply clicking on the podcast series tab. And there's a host of other information about the organization. That address is batplc.com. Feel free to review what the brand Building According to Pattern represents. And then check out the founders page, the services that we offer, as well as scroll through the photo galleries of all the past events that I've attended. For those of you who love to read, 
feel free to check out the weekly blogs that are a summary of the podcast segments. Now, I make every effort to cater to the varying preferences of you, the listening audience. I know that some of you like to listen to the podcast. Some people prefer to read. So I don't want to have anybody feeling left out. Please do leave me some feedback on my website to let me know that you've been listening to the podcast segments or you have been reading the blogs and that they've been making an impact on your life. This serves as a source of encouragement for me. In case you've forgotten, and if you didn't know, you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Georgia, B-A-T-P-L-L-C. That's one word. You can also connect with me on Facebook at Building According to Pattern. And I also have a YouTube channel, Building According to Pattern, LLC. And I particularly want to encourage you to go visit the YouTube channel because you're going to find messages and videos that might not be available on my podcast page. So as soon as you get a chance to do that, please go over to my YouTube channel. And when you get there, I'm going to encourage you to subscribe. If you appreciate the simpler ways of connecting, feel free to shoot me an email at info, I-N-F-O, at buildingaccordingtopattern.com or simply leave a comment or feedback on my podcast page. Again, that address is B-A-T-P-L-L-C, podbean.com we've officially come to the end of today's segment this is georgia a bryce wishing you a prosperous and productive week until next time be blessed stay blessed and take care bye